and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, man, what a fast-moving first hour. Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our resident NBA and hoops expert. If you missed the first hour, I'm telling you, you missed one of our best and fast-moving hours we've had in a long time, man. We talked about the Women's National Championship. We talked about the Men's National Championship. We got some NBA talk in, some Brandon talk, some Reggie talk. A very, very fun first hour here on the Brian Hanks Show. But this is hour two of today's show. Today is Tuesday, April the 4th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is hour two of episode 835. And man, we are so happy to have you here joining us here on the show today. Let me tell you about Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years, and I absolutely positively could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to uh, Danny Rice, to Jared Edwards, and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, uh, call Jared at 252 252- 361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kenston. That's beside Highland Furniture and across from Sale Auto Mall. And uh, you know what? It's Tuesday. What does that mean when it's Tuesday here on the Brian Hanks Show, my mystery guest? Tuesday with Trez, man. We're back. <laughs> there you go. Two, a very special edition of Tuesdays with Trez. Uh, transfer portal edition, I guess is what we'll call this dude. I got to tell you, man, you have been missed on this show. I've gotten so many messages about where's Trez at, but you know, with your season ending the way it did and all that, yeah, you need to take a couple of weeks off. You, uh, uh, you know, enter the transfer portal. We're going to ask you about that here in a moment too. And, uh, just, I, but I just wanted you to know, dude, you've been missed. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, before we jump into all the stuff about you, and we'd love to do that here in a moment, I wanted to ask you about the national championship game last night, uh, a game that you played in that uh, the Tar Heels were in last year, but UConn just ran through the tournament this year, uh, the NCAA tournament. Well, first off, let me ask you this. How much of the tournament did you get around, Did you get to watch this year, Tris? Yeah, man, I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I watched the whole tournament, you know, round one to the national championship game, and Congrats to UConn. They're a great team, and and they played great. You know, um, the Final Four was very unexpected this year. <laughs> it was last year as well, but this year it was just, it was just you know really unexpected. But I congrats to both teams. They both had good seasons. Have you? And I know you're a relative. You're a relatively young man. I've been around for a while, but. I can tell you in my lifetime, Trez, I had never seen an NCAA tournament like this, just with all the upsets and everything that went on. Uh, have Have you? Do you ever remember seeing one that was just as varied and as crazy as this one was? Uh, your, uh, your UVA boys a couple years ago. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, uh, Charlottesville is a very beautiful city. You know that, right, Trez? 
Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't get yeah, into any trouble here with uh, with talking about them, but uh, uh, but yeah, it just it, what a crazy tournament, and uh, it, it, which just listen. Nobody, I mean, nobody wants to hear me talk about the NCAA tournament. We've got Don Trez Styles on here to talk about everything that's been going on in your life over the past several weeks. I got to ask you if you don't mind telling me, and if you do mind, you can say uh, no comment. But uh, where are you right now as we're talking to you? Yeah, I'm in uh, Chapel Hill back at school. Okay. Working out. Okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. So you're back in Chapel Hill. What have the past few weeks been like for you? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll get to that in a second. Just the decision to enter the transfer portal. I know that was a tough one for you. I mean, again, I've watched you grow up. I mean, I know what uh, being in Chapel Hill meant to you and playing for Carolina. How tough was that decision? Just tell us about that whole decision process to enter the portal, Tris. Yeah, man, it was it was very tough. You know, I, you know, I didn't want to do it. You know, it was, you know, just come being a North Carolina kid, you always want to go to North Carolina, so it was always a dream of mine to, you know, be here. It was tough, but, you know, it's just, you know, life moves on. That's the biggest thing, and, you know, I'm ready for this next chapter. I can't wait to get back to it. What ultimately led when it was just the line of demarcation or the the, the, the final thing that made your decision, Trez, what was it that, uh, that led to you entering the portal? Yeah, just uh, just you know, everybody wants to play, and and I want to, you know, you know, play and you know, get back to being a player I know I can be. And you know, um, it's a great program. I enjoy my time here, and you know, I'm just ready for my next chapter. And everybody in the world can understand that too. I know that was one of the things that I noticed when we had you on the show last time. And uh, you were talking about, and this was an underrated thing of everything that you said when you were on the show the last time, Trez. And I, I loved it about you is that. You know, I you felt like you you hadn't given yourself enough credit for the way that you handled the whole process. I mean, going from as a freshman playing in 30 games to this year playing in only 15 games. And a lot of other players, and you and I know several of them, uh, Trez, would have been like, you know what, halfway through the season I'm getting out of here, but you stuck it out. You stayed the whole time. Uh, you had the great game in the uh, first round of the ACC tournament. And just the way that you handled yourself – I'm going to say, having gone back and listened to that interview with you a couple of weeks ago, Tres, you're right. You Not only did you not give yourself enough credit, I don't think other people gave you enough credit for uh, the way that you handled that, Tres. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I never give myself any credit. You know, <laughs> that's the one thing about me. I don't give myself enough at all. You know, I've been through a lot of these, you know, past four years, going back to high school, you know, like with the head injury, you know, COVID, yep, yep. And, you know, coming to Chapel Hill. So it's been, you know, a real couple of years, but, you know, I'm really excited for this next journey and opportunity. Well, let me ask you this. When there are a lot of uh, your former teammates for the Tar Heels have also entered the transfer portal, I guess a couple have stayed with uh, Mondo and a couple other players, but what was the reaction like around Chapel Hill uh, with your former teammates, with other guys that have entered the portal? What was it like uh, when you made that decision and you announced it? Uh, what were the folks like uh, to you around there? No, it was it was very sad because they're my guys. You know, I've been with them for you know two years, and and you know I'm just used to it. And you know, it's just when you're used to something, and, and when it's time for a change, it's a little it's a little sad, you know. But you know, we all understand, and we all gonna miss each other, so it's, it's gonna be all right. 
I know. It's one of those things I don't know. And, again, on the line with us right now, Don Trez Styles. It's Tuesdays with Trez again here on the Brian Hanks Show. And uh, just very blessed and honored to have him joining us here this morning. But, uh, you know, a lot of times a player will enter a transfer portal, regardless if it's at Carolina or wherever, and, you know, the fan base will just turn on them. You are like the first player I've ever seen, Tress. Now, don't get it twisted. There was a small percentage. There was probably 10% that, you know, maybe said a couple of negative things and all that. But I've never seen a fan base that was as supportive and, and, and wanting you to do well than the Carolina fan base for the most part. I would say 85 to 90% of uh, people on different message boards and everything were all like, listen, we wish him the best. We don't feel like he got the right shot here at, uh, in Chapel Hill, and we wish him nothing but the best. We hope he does well. Did, has that surprised you at all, just the positive, uh, the positive response from fans, Tress? Uh, yeah, now you tell me, I really don't like pay attention and stuff like that, but yeah, I really appreciate it, you know, to all the fans and, uh, just supporting me through, you know, tough time and so, yeah, man, it means a lot. I really appreciate it. I mean, I really haven't, you know, seen a lot, but yeah, now you tell me, I really appreciate it. Well, I'm telling you, dude, it's everywhere, and it just like don't get it twisted. You know, there are trolls out there, and hell, you could yeah. give somebody you could give somebody a thousand dollars, Trez, and then they would be like, "Why didn't you give me fifteen hundred dollars?" You know what I'm saying? The, that's yeah. those kind of people. But I'm telling you, for the most part, everybody was just very happy for you. You are listening to uh, Tuesdays with Trez here on the uh, Brian Hanks Show here in our eight o'clock hour on uh, Tuesday, April the fourth. Well, let me uh, get to. The part that everybody's wanting to know, and listen, Trez, if I go to the Woodman Center, if I go to Walmart, if I go downtown, it is the number one question in everybody's heads and their mouths of everything. Who is, and I'm not, I know you, I saw uh, you had talked to someone and you said that you're going to make the decision on Sunday and that you're visiting Georgetown uh, this Thursday, but I would love to know who are some of these programs that you are at this point in the transfer portal, who are some of these programs that you're strongly considering right now, Trez? Yeah, um, I'm fully open, you know, but the, the ones that's being like consistent, I would say like NC State and Georgetown and, you know, ECU, South Carolina, it's, man, it's been a, it's been a lot. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's always great, you know, just having schools, you know, want you and just showing you that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm wide open, but decisions coming coming soon and just ready just to focus and, you know, focus on straight basketball, just get back to it, get ready for this new journey. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, that's one of the things that – this is what I wanted to ask you too, Tress. You know, you made it known pretty early on in your recruiting process, and when Carolina offered, that's where you're going to go. So you didn't really get to have that, you know, everybody in the whole country chasing after you because everybody knew your heart. I mean, they knew you wanted to go to Carolina. Completely different this time around, Trez, is uh, nobody really knows other than you. And, I. And again, I'm not going to uh, be that person that tries to drag it out of you. This is your process. This is your decision. Although Virginia really is a pretty good school, okay? I gotta, I, I'll throw that in there <laughs> one more time. But, uh, but yeah, they are. <laughs> yes, sir. But let me ask you this: What has? It's got to feel good, dude. Especially the, like you said, man, the the rough couple of years that you've had in Chapel Hill and not being able to show everybody what Dontrez Styles is made of. It's got to feel pretty damn good to to have the world at your feet again, and you know all these schools wanting you and wanting you to come to their school. It, that's that's got to be a pretty good feeling, isn't it? 
yeah, it's always, you know, a great feeling. You know, going back to high school, you know, I remember being recruited by, you know, a lot of Division One teams, and it was a great feeling then and now. It's just, you know, several years been rough. You just know they still want me. You just know that they still see my worth. Is, you know, it's always, it's always great. And, um, yeah, man, I just really thank God for that. I still have the opportunity just to, you know, play basketball at a high level. And that's the biggest thing. Well, I'm telling you, dude, you deserve this. And I, I mean it sincerely. It's what everybody here, I can tell you, and you know this, in Kinsale and North County is saying, and everywhere for that mo- for the most part, you deserve this moment. You deserve this time of everybody, like I said, at your feet. Hey, please come to, you know, to my school. I did, let's do just a, a quick little thing of uh, – these four that you mentioned, State, Georgetown, ECU, uh, USC, or uh, South Carolina, well, what are the strengths? And we'll start with NC State. We've got a lot of state listeners, obviously. Well, what stands out to you about NC State? Yeah, they, um, they're they a great team. You know, they're they're you know, building. And um, they made it to the tournament this year, and, you know, they're, they're building. Coach Keith is a great coach, and the whole coaching staff, and, and I'm very familiar with. So, yeah, that's. You know, always a positive with them. What about the strengths of ECU, uh, just right up the road here in Greenville? What stands out to you about them? Yeah, man, they're they're building, you know, as well. And um, of course, it's, it's close, close to home, and uh, and you know, I can you know change the culture over there and try to help them, uh, you know, get back to winning a lot of games. That is awesome. Georgetown, which I got to tell you, I mean, State and ECU I was pretty familiar with, but uh, when I saw the news that you were considering Georgetown, one of the, I mean, preeminent, uh, once upon a time, one of the big blue bloods in uh, in college basketball. Well, what, what is what is sexy about Georgetown, Trez? Yeah, I would say, you know, just, you know, they're, they're building as well. You know, all the schools I mentioned are, you know, are building. I feel like it's it's always it's always good, you know, our sport change and, you know, just being one of the guys has helped, you know, has helped us to build, you know, a, a good culture and and get back to winning. You know, they're got a great coach and, you know, and uh, Coach Cooley and and a great whole great coaching staff. So it's always great. That is awesome. And then finally, uh, down in Columbia, South Carolina, got to admit, when you said South Carolina, it, su- it surprised me a little bit because I know Clemson was in so hard on you in, in your primary recruiting uh, process a couple of years ago. Uh, South Carolina. Uh, yeah, they're, um, they have a great year this this year, but, you know, they're – I know some of the guys on the team and, you know, they're, you know, doing this way and they're trying to win and, I feel like I can come in and, you know, help all the schools that I mentioned. So well, I can't wait to you know, pick a school and, you know, try my best to help them get back to winning. Well, I love it. Uh, and you're visiting Georgetown on Thursday, I think. And then uh, are you still locked in that Sunday's when, when you're going to make your decision, dude? Yeah, I, I plan on it, but anything can change. You know, it's a big, it's a big decision. You know, I just want to make sure that it's right. So if I get to Sunday and I feel like it's, you know, I need more time and it might be, you know, a couple more days. So you never know. But I plan on Sunday. Well, very good. Listen, take your time. I don't have to tell you that. It sounds like you've got good people around you that are helping you uh, with this process right now. And, uh, Trez, I can't begin to tell you what it means to me that you took the time 
in the middle of this crazy time for you to come on at eight o'clock in the morning to uh, do this interview with me, dude. You're you're the best, Trez. I mean, you absolutely are. Thank you. Have fun with this process. Don't let anybody, and you're not going to. I know you well enough. You're not going to let anybody strong arm you into it. You're going to make the decision that is best for you and the best for your family, aren't you? Yes, sir, for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Now, listen, you're the absolute best. Can't wait to talk to you after you. Now, here's the bad thing. Uh, now, there's a part of me that I, I go on vacation on Saturday. I go to the Outer Banks, and I'm going to be at the Outer Banks for a week. And uh, I might now have to take my equipment with me uh, up to the bank, uh, up to the uh, Outer Banks if you make your decision so we could uh, record a little thing after you make your decision. What do you think? Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool with me. Just let me know. I will for sure. Trez, again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me this morning here on the show. Uh, have a good have, – have fun in this process, man. You freaking deserve it, man. You've worked your butt off to get to this point. And, dude, just have fun. I can't wait to talk to you again, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go. That is Don Trez Styles. Tuesdays with Trez here on the Brian Hanks Show. And, again, and I meant it, man. I cannot – I am just – so honored that he would want to take time out of this right in the middle of this process to join us here on the brian hanks show he is an amazing guy an amazing guy an amazing kid and uh just very very honored again that uh he chose to come on with this uh, with us to talk about this Whew. now i gotta catch my breath we're gonna be ta- uh, changing complete lanes here we're gonna have uh, nancy barbie from pollocksville that is going to be joining us here in a little bit uh i tell you what though before we do that let's uh Let's talk. Let, let's get let, 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 a couple of our sponsors here on the Brian Hank Show. Arendelle Parrot Academy is the largest independent, non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston. Parrot draws students from all over Eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. And again, thank you so much to uh, all our day one sponsors. We totally 100% appreciate every single one. And we could not do this show. So when you hear me talking about our sponsors like LCC and UNC Lenore Healthcare and GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rendell Parrot Academy, and the Kinston Police Department, uh, other than the Kinston Police Department, those other ones are day one sponsors who have been with us, like I said, since the very, very beginning. We do truly appreciate each and every one of them. And I I tell you what, let me take a moment and thank the Kenston Police Department. If you've been thinking about becoming a police officer, now is the time to do it. Uh, call Sergeant Moody at the Kenston Police Department at 252-939-3208. Uh, listen, you're not going to become a, a police officer tomorrow, but they can set you on the right path to becoming uh, a Kenston Police Department, uh, a Kenston Police Officer right now. Again, 939-3208. Sergeant Moody, he will give you all the details that you need to find out about that. And now joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line, I just beyond honored to have here on the line with us. Uh, I have known her. Whew. Okay, Nancy, you're going to have to help me out here because I was working for the Jones Post. So we it was probably in the 2004. 
2005, 2006 range when you were a, a librarian. And in my mind, I thought it was at Maysville, but was it at Pollocksville when I when I met you the first time? No, it was at, uh, it was in Maysville. I was a, a media specialist in, at Maysville Elementary School, started out as a classroom teacher and got a master's in library science and ended my career in the in the media so that was that was where you came um and visited and and uh, i think it was probably the early 2000s i mean it's been a long time brian <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i'm saying it had to have been because i took over the jones post in 2005 so it wasn't right after i took over so that's the reason i was thinking it was in that 2006 2000 when or 2007 window and i gotta tell you and if i make you blush i just make you pl- blush but i gotta say when i met nancy barbie the first time and, you know you meet media specialists or librarians or you know and you know a lot of times and and this does not apply to you at all nancy but a lot of times you know maybe they're a little bit boring you know they're a little you know i mean they, they've <laughs> they, you know especially if you've been in the field for a couple of years you know you are, you were like the anti-boring person. You were so excited. You could see the love for your children. You could see the way that the children loved you at uh, Maysville. It was just amazing. And just, I don't know. I just, I, I just kind of fell in love with you then. And what's been neat. And yes, we fell out of touch when I let, when I uh, went on to the news side and we had other people doing it. And I guess you got out of uh, education too. But if, yeah. now listen, Facebook has a lot of negativity. It really does. And you know that and I know that. But if there's one positive thing, it's been like in this case with you. I have been able to follow you and follow your adventures around the world, not just here in eastern North Carolina, but uh, your trips to uh, overseas, to India, I think to Pakistan even, uh, to, uh, you know, to help eradicate polio. And a lot of people may be going, Polio? Yeah. Didn't we get rid of that back in the fifties? But that's not true. It it really is. It still rears its ugly head. But you've been on the front lines of that, Nancy. And to see those pictures of you and to read some of your stories about that, it just makes my smile even wider. Makes me love you even more. You're just an, an awesome inspiration, Nancy. And I don't even know where to go with this uh, interview now, other than just to let's talk about some of those trips and tell me about why you the, the this little Eastern North Carolina girl decided to uh, go worldwide and try to save lives all over the world oh that's so sweet of you brian i'm telling you um i am i did teach school in maysville but i actually live in pollocksville and uh as most people in eastern north carolina know if even if they know where pollocksville is know that it's a very small town but i'm telling you we are very blessed here and we have big hearts i was uh fortunate enough to be asked to join the maysville rotary club years ago and i had no idea about rotary and and what it actually did we ate breakfast on wednesday mornings and we um sold raffle tickets and i thought i like this rotary thing it was a lot of fun and i knew most of the people there and got to know uh some of the ones that i had not met before very well and we had a great time and then uh, i was selected as president of the club and and went to uh something called president-elect training up in greensboro and uh had a, my eyes were really open there because I realized it was a little bit more than eating breakfast and um, selling raffle tickets. Um, people were doing things. There were things going on all around the world, and there were there were happenings that I had no idea. And that's where I first learned that polio was still alive and well in the world. And I had no idea. I had the sugar cube, and and uh, when I was a child, my children were vaccinated 
one of the many vaccinations with polio and, and other things that they were vaccinated against when they were children. And I had no idea. I mean, I never, I never realized that, that polio was still anywhere until I was fortunate enough to be selected as district governor in 2009-10. And Rotary is divided in, into many different areas, zones, which covers a, a, a wide range of, of districts, districts, and then down to clubs. And the leader of the, gov, of the uh, district is the district governor. So in 2009, I traveled to San Diego along with 500 plus more district governors from around the world. And I was able to uh, see, now I didn't meet him personally, but Bill Gates. Bill Gates came to um, that event and pledged $255 million to Rotary and not to another organization, but to Rotary. That spoke volumes to me, Brian. Wow. Now let me, di- let me digress a little bit. Before then, I had, was fortunate enough to meet some people um, that were from India and asked me to travel to India for uh, a Christmas vacation. So my youngest son and I did that, and that's where I first saw polio survivors. And the, in India, they were on the streets, and they were begging, and they were crawling, and they had terrible um, disabilities and uh, a lot of times not able to walk, not able to uh, speak even. They were begging on the streets, and in a lot of uh, developing countries, if if a child or, or an adult has a disability, they're they're really put out of the family. It's a disgrace. That's not happening as much as it was way back then, but um, it still happens sometimes. So these polio survivors, that's when I realized that oh my goodness, at that time polio was still alive and well in India, and I pledged right then to myself. Silently, I certainly didn't tell anybody about it because I thought, oh, my Lord, they might hold me to it, um, to bring a group of Rotarians to see what I had seen. And I had no idea of the, the vast um, outreach that the Rotarians in India did. I mean, the other projects that they took on besides polio eradication. So uh, in 2009, when I, after I saw Bill Gates, I knew right then that I had to take a group to India. And... Now, you were right. Here I am, a little southern, eastern <laughs> North Carolina girl. And how in the world do I go about something like that? I mean, that was amazing. And I called some people that I knew had done that before and was able to find a great guide and uh, and knew a lot of Rotarians. In the meantime, I'd met a lot of Rotarians that helped me out when we got in country. But we took that first trip, and there were 35 Rotarians from all over North Carolina all over the United States, and some even from Mauritius. And uh, that was a big group, and I've learned since then that that was a little bit too big. But anyway, we went, we saw um, polio corrective surgeries. We saw, I mean, we walked in the in the operating room and stood beside uh, the doctors as they were operating on uh, these survivors. And, and what they do is they break the leg, they cut tendons, and they place a plaster cast on the leg and straighten that leg as much as they can or support that leg as much as they can until finally they're able to put a brace. They call them calipers, but put a brace there and um, uh, eventually stand for the very first time. And that gives them dignity back, and it also gives them the opportunity to, to marry, to, to have a job uh, that they weren't able to have before. So we saw those. Um, and we went into pediatric cardiology, 
uh, wards to see the small babies that were given free um, surgeries by Rotarians, by Rotarian doctors, and sponsored by Rotarians and Rotary clubs in India uh, and around the world, from around the world too. We saw a lot of different projects, uh, and, and it just it just touches your heart because you think, oh my goodness. This is what we do. This yeah. is how we do, and this is the, these are the people that we help and give hope to those that would probably never have it if it weren't for us. So um, it's it's just a heartwarming experience. And Brian, I mean, I'm still waiting for you to come on a trip too. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> there was a time, and I, you know, I could probably still do it with the radio show and everything. But I think you and I don't know if you and I had talked about it, but it was definitely in my head that I really want to make a trip. Now I'm no longer a Rotarian. Uh, I just felt guilty because I kept missing meetings and everything, and I just stepped back. I'm not saying we've actually got a really uh, our president now is Tanya Adams. I'm sure you uh-huh. and just a just a change in the world. The way that she does, I, I may have to get back into Rotary because it is such an awesome, awesome organization. But I've got to ask you and again, that voice you're listening to on the other end of the line here is Nancy Barbie of of Pollocksville. She's an author, and I believe we are going to get to your book here in a little bit. But I've got to ask you, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I wanted you to delve into it. What does it mean to you, Nancy, when you know, like these trips that you've made overseas and the the sweat equity that you've put into this and just how hard that you've worked personally and even people that you've seen that you've worked alongside when you see tangibly that you've helped change a life for the better and that this person is going to have a much better life because of what you have done and what your partners in Rotary have done to uh, help this person. What, what does that mean to you and how, how does that uh, tangibly, how does that change you? Well, it has changed me over the years. You know, I, you know. here again, I'm from a small town, and I've seen some devastation here, of course, you know, with the flood and other types of things before then. But nothing this severe as we see in developing countries. And, um, I mean, it just, when, when you see a mother hold a child in her arms and crying because that child has a, uh, has a heart problem that, would not be cured or would not be helped unless they came to the hospital and Rotarians were able to, to provide the funding and provide the expertise to, to save that child. And all you can think about, Brian, is what if that were my child? Yeah. You know, what, what would I do if that were my child? And so your heart goes out to the mother and the father that are standing there. And these people are very, very poor and very, very, um, uh, live in very rural areas and it takes a lot for them to travel to, uh, to Delhi or to Chennai or, or Kolkata, some of the big uh, cities to come and have a, a pediatric heart surgery. And it takes a lot and they stay with that child. So, you know, the father's out of work for, uh, uh, for a month or, or sometimes more depending on, on the recovery of the child and Rotarians jump in and provide housing, provide food for those parents so they can stay with their child because that's what they have. That's the hope of their future is that child. And to see that and, and have a mother or father bend down and touch your feet and show respect because they know and they're so grateful. I mean, there's no words to describe the overall feeling that you have because I just I like to make it personal, Brian. I think there again, what if that were mine? What if that were my child? Yeah, I, I can't even imagine how that would feel. I was lucky enough not to have that problem with my, my with my children, but 
it's just amazing. And then you think about these babies that come to you, and we drop drops in the children's mouths, and uh, we don't do injectables yet. Uh, I wouldn't dare do one of those, but um, we do drop the, the drops. And to, to know that you save that child from having polio, because wow. polio is not curable. It's, it's, it's 100% preventable, but it is not curable once they have it. And there's so many now that are they're having post-polio syndrome years later. So the long-term effects are even are even worse when, when a thing gets older after um, contracting polio at a young age. So it's it's really um, it's really just heartwarming. But I think the thing for me is to see the people that I take there. A lot of those people have never been out of the country. A lot of them have, but they've never been to a place like India. And I'm telling you, India is not an easy place to travel in. It's getting better, and it is it's been better over the years. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. People are wonderful. People are um, generous and kind, and it's a the sights and the smells and the, the all the traffic and things that you see and the cows walking down the street. It's just really a charming, <laughs> charming place. But um, to see the change in the Rotarians and other, it's, you don't have to be a Rotarian to go with me. You come, you come and, and as long as you have an interest in humanitarian service, then you're welcome. And you come with me and, and to see the change in the people that go is what's so amazing to me. Every single one that goes have a different attitude when they arrive than when they leave. And and we I just had a conference call this past year. I took a small group. It was only eight of us, but they were very seasoned travelers, and they had a wonderful time. We just had a Zoom call, a, a reunion type thing, to catch up, and I give them time to detox a little bit when they get home. And uh, <laughs> decompress and then they uh, we have a little call back to see what they've been they've been doing it changes their lives too um, because they know they see firsthand the hope that they've brought to people the the in dialysis treatment that we've seen eye surgery water projects literacy I mean all kinds of projects we deal with every humanitarian need in the world so to see that firsthand and to see what is happening in, in countries that wouldn't ordinarily have that. Now, we do projects here, too. It's not just around the world. There are a lot of projects going on around uh, United, eastern United States, east in, east in our district, and Kinston Rotary Club is one of the best Rotary Clubs we've got. Of course, now I've got to get a plug to Maysville. We are the best. <laughs> we are the best, but I'll, I'll give, since I'm talking to somebody in Kinston, I'm going to give their credit, too, but uh, and you're certainly welcome to join our club. We're very flexible, Brian. Just, just, say, <laughs> just say we do Zoom calls too. We have, we have people coming in from uh, New Zealand. Uh, we have people coming in from Wilmington and Jacksonville that that live outside of Maysville that are in our club. So we, you know, uh, we're pretty flexible. Just saying, I'm, I'm not going to push it. I love it. Hey, real quick, and, and we are, because we've got to talk about your book, and that's the reason why I have you on there this morning. I want to talk about it. And, uh, but uh, how long is an average trip uh, when you make these trips? How long are they? It's, it's about 10 days, and that includes um, a travel to 10 to 12, but usually around 10. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's not, it's not a, um, it's, it's a pretty uh, quick, you know, we do a lot of things, and we yeah. see a lot of things. And, and, uh, and it's not a vacation. I mean, you guys are going, you're helping, you're serving people uh -huh. at their, their basis needs. That's exactly right. 
and it's not inexpensive either. I mean, yeah. it does cost it does cost to get over there with visas and with travel to and from, and uh, and there's a cost in country too. Now we take care of all that as far as giving that one price. So once you pay the price in country, you're taken care of. So that's yeah. the thing. We might, uh, yeah. we might need to talk about this. This is one of the things I, I've wanted to do. But anyway, anyway, hey, I got to thank uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare real quick. They're the exclusive spon- the exclusive sponsor of our big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. Uh, listen, UNC Lenore Healthcare, visit them at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit a comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, uh, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show. Let's quickly get back to it. We've only got about four minutes left here, and I hate this. I mean, we've done almost 20 minutes, and they've gone by in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, in a eye flash. Anyway, you are an author. I didn't know this until I saw, again, thank you, Facebook, that uh, my friend Nancy Barbie of Pollocksville is, uh, is an author, and you've got a new book out called My Angel Is You. First, how did you get into this? I mean, obviously being a me- media specialist and a librarian for a few years, being an educator, I'm sure, but uh, tell us about this new book, and uh, tell us about your, your journey to becoming an author. Yes. So years ago, this is I've had this story for about 20 years, and um, actually, I just woke up in the middle of the night one night, 20-plus uh, years ago now, and uh, sat down and, and typed it on my computer and, and went back to bed and got up the next morning. I'm thinking, did I really do that or did I dream? <laughs> and so I got up and I looked and, I, and I, I tweaked it a little bit. It just came from within and uh, and actually from without. Um, so, And I thought, well, gosh, this is nice. And so a friend of mine's daughter was an illustrator and I thought this would be a nice book. And, and so I had her illustrate it and I, then I sat on it. I've been sitting on it for 20 some years because I didn't know what to do with it after that. I mean, you would think being a media specialist librarian, I would know. And I thought, <laughs> you know, and I said, I'm not going to get in all these big publishing companies. They probably won't, you know, I, I know they'll do anything. And then came self publishing on uh, Amazon. And uh, it's been a blessing to me. I had a, a, a friend that was, uh, was a, uh, uh, She's a publisher, and she she helps people. Uh, her name is Sarah Fryer, and she helps people uh, publish books on Amazon. And of course, I probably could have figured it out, but she why not? Why let not let someone that does it help me out? So she did, and uh, it's just a book about um, angels right here on Earth. And it's really it's, it's it says it's a children. I say it's a children's book, but it's really for everybody. It's just a way to, to have gratitude and the way to think about. When you're when something happens, instead of looking at the negative side, that so so many times we do, just look at the positive side. What could be a what could be a blessing in disguise? I mean, I talk, and one of the examples I give is that you know when we had the flood here in Pollocksville, yes, it was devastating to our town, but there's always a silver lining, and there are always angels that come to you and help you, and there have been many, many, many in in that particular case. But we need to look at all the people that help us. Could be someone that buys your coffee at Starbucks. It could be someone that um, passes by and helps you lift a package that's too heavy for you. Uh, I, I think about it, there's there's a lot of nice little gentlemen that on the planes when I fly help me lift my my bag and put it up in above the, in the carrier up top. And I mean just little things like that, and, and be grateful for those things. Those things that help. 
uh, those people that help us right here on earth. But then think about our guardian angels that watch over us. I do believe in that. And it's a book for everyone, but children especially, to start recognizing the little small gifts of kindness that people, and then return that gift to someone else and to be kind and to have gratitude for that. So um, you can find it on Amazon. If, if you search on Amazon, My Angel is You by Nancy Barbie, it'll pop right up. And uh, anyone who so desires to, to purchase, I would appreciate it. And, and uh, leave me a review. Also, now we just put it on Ingram Sparks and it's on barnesandnobles.com. It's on their website. I don't think it's in their stores at the moment, but uh, that uh, we'll rectify that. But you can get it in a hardcover too now. So, um, Brian, I can't uh, thank you enough for asking me to interview with you. This is exciting and I really do appreciate it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, and I hope this makes you feel a little bit better too. I just ordered it, I went to Amazon.com while you were talking. Ordered it. My estimated delivery is Thursday, April the 6th, and I'm going to have a copy of uh, My Angel uh, is You. So, uh, well, definitely come to Kinston and sign it for you. So, yes. thank you so much. That's great. Listen, you are the best, Nancy. You've got a heart. Uh, you're a tiny little person to have as big a heart as you have is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Let's do this again soon, and may maybe we'll talk about a, a, a trip to India, okay? Anytime. Thank you again for having me, Brian. This has been this has been wonderful, and I'll be glad to join you anytime you want to have me. You're the best. Nancy Barbie, thank you so much. Her book is uh, My Angel Is You. Go to Amazon. Go to Barnes & Noble. You can find it everywhere. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, Nancy. Thank you. There you go. Tell you what, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the Tuesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's Tuesday, April the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Man, that national championship game was last night. Jonathan Massey, what do you think about it, dude? I got to be honest, Brian. I didn't watch any of the NCAA tournament. Not even the championship game last night. I think my days of watching NCAA basketball are over. Because it's a completely different sport now. than It's just... I don't know if it's – and I'm not, I can't blame anybody for not taking the money. They are making money off the players, but I think it is hurting the sport. What's more important, I don't know. It's yeah. just you can't – I cannot get emotionally attached to someone who's only there for 10 minutes. I just can't. Well, that voice was John Dawson, the, the person sitting across from me in that, that just snazzy blue and blue shirt that you have on. I like it. I really like it. I, I'm not mocking it. I like it. It's Jonathan Massey. Uh, I, I got to tell you, did you tell me on your podcast one time, John Dawson, did you have Jackie Martling on? Yes. I thought you did, dude. I just, I've wrapped up that book, dude. That, my whole opinion of Howard Stern has changed, man. I kind of all, I had liked Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. I don't like him as much. Did you read the book? You gave it to me that. I have, uh, I've got a, it was a dollar store purchase. Mm -hmm. I mean, he sent me one. I found that one in the Dollar Tree years after it came out. Well, well it's you, only been out like six years, though. It's not that old. Well, but after a hardback comes out, it usually has a lifespan of about six to eight months, and then they start popping up in discount places. Okay. Um, it was a good book, a very well-written yeah. book. I, I enjoyed it. I, For someone who – I knew who Jackie Martin was, but I wasn't a fan or not a fan. I well, was just I, will say that, I will say this. I'm not saying what's in the book isn't true, but you got to remember Jackie was making a couple of million dollars a year to be on the radio. That's, you know, the – the you take – I mean, John Boy and Billy are probably – he was making ninety nine. He was making more money than ninety nine percent of the people in radio, and that wasn't enough because they always said every they, the other three had their had the same agent, 
going to negotiate, fine. He would always hold out, be a pain for everybody else. Management wanted him gone because they were tired of dealing with him. I think it was, whatever, 50 grand? I can't remember the number. It was close. It was close to that, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, just reading the book and not knowing that much about Howard or any mm-hmm. of the rest of it, uh, he just it puts Howard in a bad light, I guess. I mean, now he's complimentary of Howard. and He's like, hey, this guy made my career. Gave him but, a career. Well, he had his own career. He was a comedian He was doing that. stand-up for bachelor parties for 50 bucks and a sandwich. I mean, that's what he was... Well, anyway, you know. anyway, it just made me, it kind of makes me look at Howard a little bit different. Just what makes that. me look at Howard different is that the man took two years to come out of his house. He's a nut. Yeah. Well, we truly, you know, talented people are, though. You know, I mean, people look at us as being, uh, you know, Brian has, what the same birth- Brian has the same birthday as Howard Stern. Yes, That's I what do. he's alluding to. And Rush Limbaugh. I have the same birthday as Son of Sam, I think. <laughs> and Kirstie Alley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only one I know is Dirk Nowitzki. For oh, me. for you, that's a pretty good person to share a birthday with, though. Well, I made mine up. I don't really know whose birthday I share. I'll tell but you. Oh, I'll, I'll look up. You the asked for it. No, uh, no I, right I did not. I did not ask. Just because I don't think the son of Sam is going to have a birthday coming up anytime soon. <laughs> no, actually, uh, he had. I almost did his birthday a uh, a little while ago, and I didn't. Damn it. Uh, Let's see. You share a birthday with Kevin Costner. Oh, okay. That's not bad. We're Jason literally Siegel. we're basically twins. Jason Jason Siegel, the star the star of Shrinking and Forgetting Sarah Marshall and uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. You share a birthday with him. Julius Peppers. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the lead singer of Corn, Jonathan <laughs> Davis. I remember that. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. God. There you, go. you can leave that uh, one off David, the list. David Berkowitz was born on June 1st. So. Okay. Same difference. There you go. So, Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday's birthday game with a brilliant comeback, being down two to nothing on the first day of the month, and you come back and win three to two. You, for the, what feels like the first time in a long, long time, get to tell us about Goeco Office Automation. Oh, well. I'd gladly do so after that yawn. Uh, GoEco Office Automation is a fine company headed up by Jock Pass Lake. He's got an incredible staff down there that are dedicated to your office automation and innovation needs. So if you want to get in on some of that sweet, sweet office innovation action, you need to give Jock a call at 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or visit his website at goeconc.com or what is goeco.com. Back to you, Brian. I like it. Uh, I know you guys are going to be very disappointed. There are no musical hints. Ah, uh, Sally Struthers. Hold me, Jonathan. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, he's coming over to hold you. <laughs> Pants on or off? <laughs> <laughs> our first birthday. There you go. Our first birthday. He, uh, Jonathan Massey goes to you. He was an NCAA basketball champion with North Carolina in 2005. He's now an assistant coach for the Tar Heels. It's Sean May. I was looking at John. I figured John would know that one and be spitting out that answer. Sean May, indeed. You remember Sean May, though. I remember him, but the the, the years they played are starting to get jumbled in my head. Okay. How old today is Sean May, Jonathan Massey? 42. You say 42. What do you say, John Dawson? He was born April 4th, 1984. He's 39 today. You guys massively got, and he wasn't, he like a three-year player? 
I thought he was. I thought he was a senior. I don't remember. He might have been a senior, but uh, yeah, he's thirty-nine today. We didn't say eighty. <laughs> there was three or four years difference. How is that you massive? Call yourself a Carolina fan. <laughs> a fan, not a psycho. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, you lead one to nothing. It goes to you, John Dawson. He was Tobias in Arrested Development. He's been in a lot of other comedy shows like Mr. Show. It's David Cross. Love David Cross. I know you do too. Mr. Right? Show. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. How old today is? David Cross. Fifty-eight. You say fifty-eight. Jonathan Massey. You know who we're talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fifty-seven. Ah, dude, come on. He was born April 4th, 1964. He would be 59. Why are you giving him the stick? Dude, watch out for the fan. Oh, man. Yeah, this end, this end got a little gift. I want this end to hit you. <laughs> the hard end, yeah, the the handle. Uh, man, uh, he is tied up one to one. It goes to the next birthday. Uh, Jonathan Massey, he's Iron Man. It's Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. How old is he today? Fifty-eight. How did you know that? Iron Man's my favorite superhero. I know everything about him. I'm just kidding. I just I know he was in that Brat Pack. Yeah. And they're all right in that age what range. What would you have guessed, John Dawson? 57, 58, something like right, that. Well, there you go. If you said 57, obviously you'd have been in the wrong direction. But you know. Okay, uh, you lead two to one. Oh, wait a minute. I do have a musical hint. Ah, peanut butter cups. Okay, he was one of the founding members of this band. It's the Almond Brothers. He was the original bassist. It's Barry Oakley. And you hear that bass right there? I do. That's him playing it. I know that. He died in 1972, though. On a motorcycle. And then less than a year later, Dwayne died on a motorcycle about three blocks away. Did I not pick a good song, though, for the bassist? Yes. What's the song? Whipping Post. The album? Almond Brothers. Ding, ding, ding. One of my favorite bands. I'm kind of an Almond Brothers obsessive. Nothing wrong with that. So I did good then, right? Yeah. That uh, Barry Oakley. Mm-hmm. Today is his birthday. If he were still alive, how old would he be today, John Dawson? Seventy. Seventy-six. You say seventy-six. Wait a minute, of course. Yeah, I'm fine. You don't like Almond Brothers? Not to listen to. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I just like when John says that. Makes me feel good. God, make me feel good. Barry Oakley. He said 76. How old would you say? 77. No, sorry. He was young when he died. Yeah, he was only 24. He was born April the 4th, 1948. He would be 75 today. So it's tied two to two going in this last one. Man, I just want to keep playing this. Can I keep playing this? No. I'm torn because I like the Almond Brothers. It's gonna be young. Played the Almond Brothers song in the car one time that was longer than two minutes, and you two just wet your diapers. Remember that? We're coming back from Jersey. I played the Almond Brothers. I don't song. think he remembers right from coming back from Jersey because yeah, I remember a he certain went sandwich a, that you ate. Oh, stop it! With the sandwich. No, he went into a coma oh. for the whole ride home. 
But I played this Almond Brothers song, Desdemona, and it, since it was longer than a three-minute dumb pop single, you just it almost drove off the road. It was like 13 minutes. It was like eight minutes. Yeah. Nobody this one is seven. Is it really? And this is the, the wimpy studio version. The live versions are like 22 minutes. And every minute of it's fantastic. Okay. Just because uh, you have the attention span of a gnat, don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> yeah. You sit there and watch a, a football game where they move two inches every half hour. That's okay. But a nine-minute song is off. You yeah, can't do it. That's right. You're, you're actually right. Football's yeah. the only sport I take any solace in anymore. Don't take that away from me. Oh, you can have it. I'm just saying it's boring. What's well, two to two? It goes to you, Jonathan Massey. She's one of the most important poets and civil rights activists in history. It's the great Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. She died in 2014, so she died nine years ago. How would how old would she be if she were still alive today, Jonathan Massey? <clears throat> 91. You say 91 for the win, John Dawson. How old would Maya Angelou be if she were still alive today? 92. You went the right. I'm proud of you. It, you went the right direction, John Dawson. You're you proud that today. I guessed correctly. I am very proud of you. She was born April 4th, 1928. She would be 95 today. April so, uh, 4th, that's the that's the wife's birthday. Well, that, wish her happy birthday. Today is her birthday. Why are you just now realizing this? And you're over here doing a show with us when you should be spending time with a long-suffering wife? You're right. See y'all. <laughs> well, we're done anyway. <laughs> that was worth it for that look on John Dawson's face right there. I don't know where that came from. Well, don't you remember when he went to... Uh, I'm cutting anything that gets <laughs> gross, just well, so you know. No, this isn't gross, but when you went to Greensboro a couple weeks ago, when I was in at the ACC tournament... I know, Betty Bye and all that. Then yeah. <laughs> that made it on the radio. It did? I heard, I yes, it did. I don't remember that making it. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. <laughs> Must have been a late night for you. There was cool. so why not? <laughs> 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 I'm done. There you go. Uh, so happy birthday to you the lift long- a little lung on your lip. Yeah, there. no joke. Uh, happy birthday to the long-suffering wife. Happy birthday to Jeff Harrison. He is the uh, director of Lenore County DSS. Good guy. Really, really good guy. Happy birthday to Kelly Dawson, who uh, keeps score. She's a mom of a couple of Arundel Parrot Academy uh, athletes, and I've uh, kept score with her. Uh, a couple of times at uh, Parrot Academy. She's just a sweetheart, sweetheart. And then uh, Bobby Lutz, former UNC Charlotte basketball coach and uh, NC State assistant basketball coach. Uh, a good dude. I've met him a few times. He's, uh, like I said, just a very good dude. When I was in Shelby, uh, he spoke to our uh, our 49ers club a couple of times. And uh, was very. I got to introduce him one time. Very good guy. So if your birthday is today, well, man, we didn't go any time at all today, dude. Maybe you can throw some Almond Brothers at the end of it. What do you think? I will do that. I like it. Uh, if your birthday is today, like Bobby Lutz, like Kelly Dawson, Jeff Harrison, Maya Angelou, Barry Oakley. Yes. Uh, then have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And a little Almond Brothers here to take us out today as we are wrapping up the show. Uh, listen. What a show today, man. Uh, Richard Clark in our first hour just uh, spitting knowledge and helping us uh, get through uh, NCAA tournament championships in women's and men's basketball. We did some NBA talk again. If you missed that first hour, 
All you need to do is go to uh, uh, brianhanks.com. That's your one-stop shop. You can uh, listen to there. You can listen to the replay at 3 o'clock right here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com or even over on 107.5 FM in uh, Greenville, New Bern, Wilson, all those. We really do uh, appreciate uh, Mark Panicelli and 252 ESPN for uh, for airing this program. And in this hour, man, what a fun hour. Started out with Don Trez Styles Tuesdays with Trez. Uh, transfer portal edition. That was a, a ton of fun. And then Nancy Barbie uh, here uh, to wrap up the hour, too. So uh, throw some headphones on over here. Talk to me for a minute. We're going to have Paul. Paul. I can't believe I just said that. Go, go, go. Scott Whittington here for our final 90 seconds of uh, of uh, action here on the show. I'll pot down the, uh, the Allman brothers there. What did you think of Scott Whittington listening to, uh, to Trez there? Very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what his what his decision is on Sunday. Uh, no matter where he goes, pull him for the kid. Yeah. H- h- wish him nothing but the best. And uh, can I tell about yeah. what you got on right now? Yes, you can. It's, <laughs> it's a big day. It is a big day. He's sitting over here across from me with his uh, Adidas ECU top on. What kind do you have? A Adidas shorts on too, or ECU no, shorts? They're, uh, they're there's purple golf shorts. Um, I got my, my, my belt on with all my Adidas stuff on. Uh, ready to do the scoreboard for the big one tonight. State ECU in Greenville. State versus ECU. Our boy uh, Scott Whittington will be there for that. So, uh, dude, where do you think he's going? Huh? Where do you think uh, Trez is going? Go Pirates. He very well. You heard what he said. Go Pirates. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I hope. Hope he comes Greenville, but I wish him nothing but the best wherever he goes. Hey, absolutely, and that's how I feel, too. Wherever he goes, we will support him. Listen, thank, hey, thanks for jumping in here at the last second, dude. Yeah, thank you. Don't call me Paul again, though. <laughs> I will not. Scott Whittington, listen, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented. It'll be our first Wood Ducks Wednesday of the year. Woo! <laughs> the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>